Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. After another Packers loss, here we are on a Monday where it's certainly not Victory Monday. It's Drown in Our Sorrows Monday yet again. Packers can't buy themselves a victory at this point. Who knows? Maybe on Sunday against the Rams, they'll be able to pull one out there in the friendly confines of Lambeau Field. But for the time being, uh, we got to deal with another loss in another game where we see the Green Bay Packers routinely shoot themselves in the foot. And I know a lot of the uh, conversation around this game has been about the offense and its inability to move the football and score points, and that's all very true. I'm here to talk about the fact that nobody, and I mean nobody, seems to want to make a play. And it's not just the receivers. Like, this is a team-wide epidemic. Like, you you talk about the receivers, and that's obviously very, very true. The fact that there are so many plays where Jordan Love is delivering the football to either open or contested catches, and these guys refuse to go get it, have my ball mentality. Like, that is certainly happening. I don't want to belabor the point because, hell, I yelled about it on Watch Party yesterday. I've talked about it all day online. I'm not not going to, like, kind of continue down that road, though it's very valid. But, look, it's not just the offense. It's the defense. I mean, you've got guys in position to make plays. They just won't go take the ball. Look Look at Quay Walker. First drive of the game can completely change the tenor of things and put the offense in good position to score. Just grab the ball, man. It's your ball. Like, there's a there's an opportunity uh, for an interception from uh, Jonathan Owens. Go get that. That's your ball, man. Go get the ball. It's just, I just, someone needs to make a play. And it's crazy to me that I see all this discussion online about how Jordan Love doesn't have it and fire Matt LaFleur and all this stuff. And it's like, they can only do so much. They can put guys in position to make a play, or they can throw a football for a guy to hopefully catch it. But until they do, what are we talking about? What are we even discussing? And I know, I look, for, for the old heads out there, I hear you. I see you online with your Jordan Love doesn't pass the eye test. First of all, what the f*** are you talking about? Second of all, your eye test is broken. If you come out of yesterday's game, the game we all watched them play against the Minnesota Vikings, and you talk about Jordan Love not passing some arbitrary eye test. Oh, you mean the eye test that saw balls literally in the hands of wide receivers that were not caught? That eye test? Fuck out of here with your nonsense. You can tell I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little frustrated. Just a tad. Someone needs to make a play. Someone needs to make a play because it's very apparent. It's very clear now, about halfway through the season. Matt LaFleur and company, their approach as far as what they're asking the players to do on game day is probably not going to change very much. They're going to continue to ask them to do the same things. The guys on the field need to play better, need to execute, need to be more consistent. And while I'm talking about Matt LaFleur, let me just say one thing. I don't know how many people here – geek out on press conferences like I do and some other folks, but Matt LaFleur was just, uh, you know, available to the media and was talking about all sorts of different things, and at one point was asked about the failed third and one on the very first drive of the game 
where Josh Myers seemingly whiffs, but also John Running Jr. goes the wrong way, etc. And Matt LaFleur legit into a microphone said, that's on me. That's a bad play call, miscommunication, etc. Two things here. Number one, okay, that's adorable. Number two, that shows you the level at which Matt LaFleur will go to for his players. Like, people always ask me, like, what do you like about LaFleur? Why is LaFleur a good coach? Or what does he do well? He will take every sling and arrow for his players. That play is a perfect example. There's no way on God's green earth that failed third down is Matt LaFleur's fault. But he will take all of the blame publicly. It's a little thing, but it's a thing that I appreciate. And I get it. Like, I get it. Everyone's going to come up in here with, oh, the offense can't score, and they're inconsistent, they're not efficient, and that's all true. But it's hard to be efficient when you're in third and 20. You know, if you want to criticize LaFleur, the where, where you should look is all these penalties. I mean, you get what you emphasize, and it's clear they're not emphasizing anything regarding technique, consistency, an idea of how not to get penalized, how not to put yourself in a position where, you know, we've clearly practiced this a ton, so we're not going to be two yards downfield. We're not going to have an offensive pass interference because we're well past the one-yard threshold. Things of that nature don't happen to teams that drill that sort of thing. So if you want to criticize LaFleur, that's where you should look. But if you're talking about, like, you know, his play calling or whatever. I mean, he can only do so much. Guy's got to make a play. It's pretty simple. It ain't rocket science. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. Look at everybody hanging out, talking Packers without me. How y'all doing? I'm just staring into the void of a camera. What's up, Quinn? Thank you so much. Just bad, bad football all around. I wish I had a rejoiner here. I wish I had something to say, some pithy response, but I don't. You're right. It's bad football. Although I will say, there was those green shoots. There were silver, some silver linings yesterday. TJ Slayton, as I pointed out in Good, Bad, and the Ugly, he played well. He played very well yesterday, as did Preston Smith. Preston Smith had a good game. So it's not like it was completely inept you know, there there were certainly dudes who were balling out. Problem was, it didn't lead to a victory, which is a problem. Bryson, thanks, man. I know it's not all Matt's fault. They are so undisciplined. A young, sloppy team might need a vet head coach. Harbaugh slash Fangio reunion in Green Bay might do the trick. Harbaugh? Harbaugh? Harb- Harbaugh. Did you just say har? Did you type Harbaugh in Green Bay? As in Jim Harbaugh. As in Harbaugh. As in Green Bay. No. No. Bryson. No. Buddy. No. 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 Oh, you mean the cheater? Yeah, no. No. Can you um, Could you just fathom the optics of the Green Bay Packers bringing in Jim Harbaugh as their head coach? Amazing. Amazing. Mimsy, what's up? Waiting for a W like Linus for the Great Pumpkin. I just watched that with Violet the other day. Oh, man. Thanks, Mimsy. That gave me some warm feelings. I needed that today. 
Yes, and you're correct. It's like it's never going to come. Got to have faith, though. Bucky, what's up, man? I feel like we're a 104-year-old expansion team. (laughs) That's fantastic. That's really good. I mean, considering the youth movement on offense, you're not too far off. But, yeah, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough transition, no doubt about it. And as I said, I, I talked about this with Andy on Let's Talk Football, which is available here on the channel. Um, but, yeah, they, they're clearly the plan was not to, okay, we're going to go so young that we're completely falling over ourselves every week. The plan was, okay, we're going to have some veterans around all this youth, whether it is David Bakhtiari, whether it is Aaron Jones, and that has all obviously fallen by the wayside. And now we've got Rasheed Walker and company out there. And we've got Elton Jenkins, who up until this weekend has not been playing up to his usual standard, but certainly regained some form yesterday. Uh, But then you've got Josh Myers really not taking that step forward that you had hoped John Running Jr. maybe regressing. I mean, Zach Tom is like a lone kind of star here on offense. But, yeah, I mean, I understood the vision. I understand what they were thinking and trying to accomplish. But, uh, yeah. It does feel like an expansion team at times, no doubt. Chris, thanks, man. Today was rough. I work with a lot of Vikings fans. Oh, brother. I feel you. I feel you, man. I wish I could say it gets better, but, uh, you know, we got to go to Minnesota yet. So uh, hang in there. Just drink lots of Carry the G. How's that? Craig, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You made a point that NFL athletes are so close to the edge that they are now exceeding the abilities of the human body. Sucks what happened to Cousins' thoughts. I don't know if that, I mean, it doesn't strike me as a workout warrior freak athlete. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, for lack of a better word, age. You know? Kind of what happened with Rodgers, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would chalk that up to the same kind of thing you know as far as like these hamstring injuries that we've seen tons of where these guys are just so tightly wound because all they do all year long is work out I mean that's a little different than what happened to Kirk Cousins yesterday that's just my completely medically uninformed take Abdul what's up man thank you so much hey Aaron possible we don't win another game this is where Packers fans fans heads are at amazing I love it you're right it is possible they don't win another game. It is also possible that a meteor hits me as I'm talking to you. Let's see what happens. In the offseason, we said this team is too talented to win less than four games. Is that statement still true because of injuries, or did we overestimate the, our talent? No, I don't think at all. I think exactly what I was just talking about. Like, I could see what they were thinking as far as, you know, being able to work up front have some experience in the backfield with his first-time starter at quarterback. Yes, a lot of youth on the outside. But certainly between what they thought they were going to have and on offense and then what on defense should be a very experienced group, no, I don't think that was overestimating the talent in any way, shape, or form. I mean, clearly the injuries have certainly hampered them. Not that it's an excuse, but it's happened. It's a reality of the NFL. Godsmack, what's up, man? I made a trip over to on Alaska today and am drinking my first carry of the G as we speak. A sure 1010. The only beer I ever rated that high is New Glarus's Fat Squirrel. She said TV never disappoints. That's an incredibly nice thing to super chat on this channel. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Um, 
fat squirrel is the shit too. So I'm I'm dutifully I'm so indebted to this to this comment. This is amazing. I'm glad you finally got to taste it. And if you guys haven't, you know, imbibed on your uh, first carry of the G yet, if you are in the Wisconsin area, if you're in the Milwaukee area, make sure you head out to Revere's in Delafield on Friday night. 6 to 8 p.m. It will be basically the Cheesehead TV event. But even before that, from 3 to 6, we'll have Drew and KB live from Revere's. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you guys come out. See Corey Banky. See Drew and KB. It's going to be lots of fun. Do it, folks. I love that Corey Banky is literally texting me while I'm live. I am, okay, I'm going to respond to him right now. I am live right now. There we go. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> okay. Um, Andrew, thanks, man. Love the Gary signing. Love the block field goal. Love the strip sack. Love the TD by Dobbs. Start with some positives. What is going on with Jones? Injury, defensive scheme, lack of calls to him. Go, Pat, go. I don't know, but it was fascinating to me. Fascinating to see his brother legit call out Matt LaFleur for not giving him the ball. I'm not saying that means anything, but it is interesting. His brother, who has played in the NFL, clearly, you know, is a, he wants the best for his brother, etc. But uh, the fact that the fact that he, uh, you know, felt comfortable enough to tweet that, man, that's just the frustration, right? That's the frustration of we all know this guy is a superstar. Why won't they treat him like it? It blows my mind. And look, whatever they're dealing with injury-wise, like if he's good to go, he should be good to go. Give him the ball. And what kills me when it comes to Aaron Jones, like watching that goal line sequence where it's like pulling teeth to try and get the ball into the end zone, Aaron Jones is one of the best goal line backs in the league if you give him the opportunity. But they refuse to do it. I mean, just look, a couple years ago, he was unstoppable inside the two-yard line. Unstoppable. The man has a nose for the end zone, knows how to get skinny, knows how to find space. No matter how many people are up in front of him, he gets the ball across the goal line. But we're running A.J. Dillon out of shotgun for whatever fucking reason. I'd love to see the metrics behind that decision. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Ed, thanks, man. Perhaps all of us have been choosing the wrong game day t-shirts. I mean, that's clearly it, right, Ed? I mean, obviously, whatever superstitions you might have, it's time to shake them up. Because I've been wearing my uh, you know, Green Bay Packers underwear every Sunday, and they keep losing. So, obviously need to change it up. <laughs> what a handle. Uh, Valzad, last son of Krypton. Thanks for the super chat. It's borderline insanity on third and long that average fans know what defense alignment is coming. Off coverage, zone ball, caught, broken tackle, first down. Dude, that second half yesterday was unbelievably awful as far as okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop them on first down because they're gonna run the ball. You know why? Because they wanna burn clock because they're up by so much. 
Okay, so great. They, they've stopped him on first down. Awesome. So now it's second down. What are we going to do? Ooh, we'll play somewhat, uh, not conservative, but we'll make sure that we're keeping everything in front of us. But you know what? They don't want to go deep. They want to keep it in front of them too because they're just going to burn clock. So now it's third down, right? So now you've got it third down. Third and, you know, five, six, seven. This should be advantage defense, but in Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's let's play way off the line of scrimmage. Let's keep everything in front of us. Let's rally and tackle, except uh, they don't rally and tackle. It, more often than not, it's one dude there, and he misses the tackle, and then it's first down. Even if that's provided someone's there to make the tackle – even if they are, they're going to miss it. But oftentimes, there's no one there because they're so far freaking back that they come up after the uh, ball carrier has gained a first down. And then rinse and repeat. Unbelievable. Except, you know, I say unbelievable. It's totally believable. I've been watching it for years. Joe, what's up, man? Andy Herman. This offense is a clown car wrapped in a train wreck with trash fire sprinkles on top. He ain't lying. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, no notes. 10 out of 10. Janice, thank you so much for the super chat. Gosh, eye test. Jordan Love had some crazy off-balance throws. you got to have faith the rest of the team will catch up. Last year when we were 3-4 and four on the way to 4-8 with vets. See, but I'm told that, you know, Aaron Rodgers was the reason they won those four games at all. So, you know, clearly if Jordan Love – hands the ball to Christian Watson in the end zone, he will drop it because Jordan Love is terrible. That's what I've been told by the internet, anyway. But yes, the eye test thing is hilarious. Abdul, thanks, man. How did Jair look to you yesterday? Excellent question. Jair Alexander needs to play better. Like, point blank. The Packers rewarded you for what you've done and what they expected you to do going forward. And I understand dealing with a back injury, never really know how right these guys are. But if you're on the field, you are judged by what goes on between the white lines. And right now, what's going on with Jair is substandard. He's being paid like a premium corner. He needs to start playing like it. Because yesterday, that was not on display. Tape ain't going to be kind to Jair. Need better from who's supposed to be one of your leaders, one of your best players on defense. If you're not right, if the back is killing you that much, sit down. Don't play. If you're out there, play better. It's pretty simple. Corey, thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. Thank you, man. Packers are rebuilding. Badgers football looks mid. Council is probably leaving, the and the Bucks look eh. Not a good month for Wisconsin sports. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? The Bucks look eh. Come on now. What did they play? Two, three games? Dial it back, man. Dial it back. Uh, everything else, you're 100% correct. But just dial it back. <sighs> I can't believe we're going to lose counsel, man. Vex, what's up, man? I was really super excited about Christian Watson. I know injuries are tough, too. He just doesn't seem like the same player. I guess winning is a culture. Love you, Nags. I appreciate that last part, Vex. Yeah, the Watson thing is, I'm not going to say mysterious, but I will remind everyone that this summer, quite a few times, when people would say, well, they got Watson and Dobbs, it's like, that's no sure thing. 
progression, development. It's not linear. Sometimes guys will look promising and then regress and then bounce back and then start to develop. Look at Devontae Adams. Remember his rookie year? Yes, there were some drops, but there was some exciting play, and th- people were like, oh, got, they got something there, right? And then you go to his second year, man, people wanted Devontae gone his second year, especially after that home game against the Lions. Like, people were ready to cut bait. So I think with Watson, like, yes, it's been disappointing. No question about it. It's been frustrating. I still believe in Watson a thousand percent. He's got all the talent in the world. Yes. You'd like him to fight for some of these balls a little bit more. And, yes, you'd like to see him get involved in the game plan a little bit more, have a few more plays drawn up for him specifically. All of that said, you know, I 100% believe in him. And I think he's got unlimited upside still. He's got to, you know, be a little bit more consistent when it comes to catching the football. But, yeah, the, like the development is not linear. Improvement, progression – doesn't happen in a straight line. Got to have patience. Rick, what's up, man? I believe Matt LaFleur is known for light practices, worried about injuries. If true, this needs to change a tad. Your thoughts? That's interesting, Rick. I mean, especially in light of Matt's comments today when Spoon asked him about possibly bringing in outside consultants or whatever to shake things up or look at things or whatever, you know, Matt, pretty much indicate that's not going to happen, but he did say that his their process during the week will change. I don't know that light practices or whatever, first of all, are going to change, but B, I, that's pretty standard around the league. I mean, you're only allowed 14 padded practices all season, so what are you going to have them do? Start hitting in shorts? You know what I mean? Like, Light practices is the NFL. And this is what I always talk about when people say, well, they have all these bad tacklers. I'm like, yeah, because they draft athletes in in lieu of football players. Like, you don't have time in the NFL to to mold guys into physical football players. They got to be physical from the jump, from the moment they're drafted. That has to be in their DNA. Because you're not going to make them into that. You don't have time. You don't have the resources. You don't have the ability you 14 practices all year you get to wear pads. Think about that. So you're talking about light practices. What are they supposed to do? Like you, there's only so much you can do. Yes, you're doing lots of walkthrough. Yes, you're doing lots of kind of head work, right? Like if this guy does this, then I'm supposed to do that. Like that's the type of practice the NFL teams do now because that's what they're allowed to do. That's the CBA. That's not Matt LaFleur. You know, so then it comes down to, okay, so they get the one padded practice a week, usually on Thursday. Are they supposed to hit? Are they supposed to risk injuries? This team can't stay healthy just playing the games. You want them to up the injury risk on Thursdays too? I don't know, man. I don't know if I buy that. Walter, what's up? I hate sucking, but the obnoxious fans are a treat. <laughs> well, that's that's one way to look at it, actually, Walter. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. They are kind of a treat, and there are a lot of them. I will say, oh, man, I love I love watching people who have never, ever, ever known a bad Packers team who are suddenly, like, just either out on the Packers or be, want everyone fired. Because if you want everyone fired, you're just a joke, and I, have no, I don't have to pay attention to you at all. But, B, if you're, like, out on the Packers, well, no kidding. You were just a front runner all along. 
Some of us were born in the fire. You know what I mean? I know you're one of them, Walter. Steven, what's up? Feels like Jordan Love needs to get better feel or touch on certain balls. When to put a little more zip on the balls, especially on balls up the sideline. Yeah, I'd agree with some of that, definitely. There are certain throws you're like, oh, if you can only put a little more air on it or a little throw a little faster, tougher, harder, whatever. But, man, it's really hard to condemn him when you never really know where you're getting at receiver from play to play. But that said, you, you're correct. Like, there are certainly throws where you're like, okay, he needs to maybe drill it a little bit more, put a little more air under it, get you know, zip it to the sideline, what have you. I'm, I'm not saying that doesn't exist because it certainly does. And that's what's frustrating, right? Because you finally get a play where a receiver is open and then he misses him. You know, that, it's part of the frustration. No question about it. JP, what's up, man? We don't get Fox's A crew anymore, so I guess we got to get used to not seeing punt returns. <laughs> wow, that's hyper niche and very good. I like it, JP. Preston, what's up? As a great philosopher once said repeatedly in his postgame presser, I don't know, Jair Alexander. <laughs> I mean, props for honesty. I don't know. Old and in the way, what a handle. Do we have a philosophy on defense? Yes! My gosh, yes. Are you kidding me? Of course they have a philosophy on defense. Are you – of all the questions I've ever been asked, this is the most surprising. Is it not apparent? We're going to keep everything in front of us. We are going to let them do whatever they want as long as they don't generate big plays. We are going to keep it all in front of us, and then we're going to rally and tackle. And we're going to do that all the way down the field. This is the philosophy. The whole idea of this defense is let them screw up. It's like Tony Dungy back in the day, except you don't have Warren Sapp and company up front to wreck shop. Or, oh, I don't know, Aaron Donald, which is the whole point of this fucking defense because it came out of Staley and the Rams and blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, they have an identity. It's make them earn it. Well, they keep earning it every single fucking week. Like, look at the drive. I think it was the opening drive uh, yesterday. It was one of the early drives where the Vikings are marching. They're doing fine. And then all of a sudden they have a penalty and or you know, someone drops the ball or there's a there's a screenplay that gets messed up, blah, blah, blah. So they stop themselves. They get themselves into second and long, you know, and then, oh, it gets a little off schedule, and then that works, and they miss the field goal, and then on they go. But that, more often than not, is an outlier. Most NFL teams are now at a point where we know we have to be efficient because the NFL has gone the way where defenses are playing tons of too high. Keep it all in front of you. That is NFL defense now. The problem is the Packers only do that for the most part. You know, they third down, they're keeping their safeties 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. And everyone else plays well off. Okay, we're going to come up, we're going to tackle. Except they miss the tackle or they don't even, or they're not even there. You know, yes, they have an identity. That is their identity. We're going to make them earn it. Well, they earn it every single fucking week. Joe, what's up? I get Matt LaFleur taking arrows for inexperienced players, but should he be taking arrows for veteran O-linemen running in the wrong direction? If he wants to, it's his team. Yes. Now, would I do that? Hell no. I'd be like Bill Parcells. I'd be throwing everybody in the bus under the bus publicly. 
I'd be sh- pointing guys out when they mess up. You know? You, I do think there's something to be said for Matt's approach, right? I get wanting to take those arrows. But at the same time, I think, you know, there is an accountability thing where it's like, okay, if this happens repeatedly and everyone in the world can see it, it ain't like back in the day where, like, not everybody had access to the All-22. Everybody, every day online, sees pretty much every significant play the day or two after the game because there are so many content creators and so many people who, not even content creators, just, like, people in the NFL media who – Lots of ex-players breaking down tape. Like, there's no hiding. Like, the eye in the sky don't lie. So, yeah. I I mean, I get it. I understand why he does it. But, uh, you know, that's his choice. It's his team. So, yeah, he should if that's the way he wants to run. Rob, thanks, man. I lived through the 70s and 80s. I'm old. Hey, you and me both, man. And I can handle this temporary lull. Be cool, fans. The pack will be back. I like that attitude, Rob. I'm right there with you, buddy. Thanks, brother. Atomic, thanks, man. Gary re-upping feels like an endorsement of the organization given current record. Agree? An endorsement of the organization. You mean by Gary? I mean, I guess he loves being a Green Bay Packer. There's zero doubt about that. I mean, he's made that abundantly clear, both with his words and actions throughout his first four-plus years in the league. But, you know, I mean you are somewhat limited as a player because what else is he going to do? Is he going to adamantly refuse the Packers entreaties for signing an extension with all this guaranteed money to make him literally the fifth highest paid edge rusher in new money because he wants to hit free agency, which he probably never would be able to because of the franchise tag anyway. Like at some point you're going to take the money. The NFL is set up in such a way because of the collective bargaining agreement to make it really difficult to turn that money down because you are risking injury. And, hell, he's coming back from an injury. He knows what that life is like. And he's being really super productive right now. It's impossibly difficult to turn that down. That's why it will never, ever, ever, ever escape me how amazing it was that Devontae Adams went out there for a fucking whole year on that last year of his deal balled out the entire time risking injury and then finally, you know, basically got his release by getting that franchise tag and then getting the trade. But yeah, man, it's I don't know if it's an endorsement of the organization so much as it is like taking the money as he should. I'm not begrudging him for it. But, you know, more often than not, it's much more about the money than it is anything doing with the teams. Uh Ursel, thanks for the super chat, man. What is the deal with Colin Hurd? What did J-Love do to him? <laughs> Talk about a hater. Oh, Ursel, I, I will say this is the first time I've seen you give a super chat on this channel, so um, I'm going to welcome you. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm going to repeat something I've said many, many times. Why do you care what he says? By caring what he says, you have given him power. He knows nothing about the Green Bay Packers. He knows less about Jordan Love. I don't care what he says. The only time I know that he's even talking about the Packers is when someone on this chat tells me about it. Because I don't consume his content. Because I know he's not worth it. Because he knows absolutely nothing. And look, if you really want to get deep about it, you should 
kind of take that as a sign of greatness for Jordan Love because he has this, he had the same shit to say about Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers started out. Look it up. He hated on Rodgers forever. And then Rodgers won MVPs and won, won a Super Bowl. So, hey, if he's talking junk about Jordan Love, that probably portends greatness in his future. You're welcome. John, what's up? Two W's from soft end. Next five games look bad. Two and nine. What? What? That, did every? Did anybody? Has anybody watched the Rams this year? Beat the Rams. Come on, JP. What's up? Did you enjoy your shout out on McAfee's show? I did. Uh, I will say, you know, I really, really appreciate what Pat does. I think he's really good at his job. He fudged some things there when he was talking about the Packers and my position and what he has said in the past about Gutekunst. But, yeah, it's great. It's a big W for Cheesehead TV. If anybody on that listening to that program or watching was like, who's Aaron Nagler? Because, look, I'm nobody. You know, but, hey, McAfee gave me a shout-out. So now if someone doesn't know, they're like, who the hell is Aaron Nagler? Welcome. Welcome to Cheesehead TV. Pat. Appreciate you, bud. It's all good. Brody, thanks, man. Thoughts on Rodney saying Gary was overpaid. Oh, is this this my old buddy Rodney? Is this? Oh, that's adorable. Again, I mean, Rodney's like kind of like we were talking about Colin Coward. Like, I do. Why would I care what Rodney says? Good Lord. I mean, talk about inconsequential. Thoughts, Brody? I A didn't know about it until you brought it up. B, I don't care. How's that? All right, buddy. I gotta get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Patreon members, Carry the G Club members, happy hour will be a bit later this this week. It'll probably be on Thursday. I haven't put up the information yet, but I will soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I'll have that live uh, in the next couple hours. Uh, In the meantime, please hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.